You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusaders 2023, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. Bruce Lee's leasing. Hello and welcome to the 11th day of the 12th day of the carry the it's Christmas time and it's brought to you by the long box crusade. The 12 days of crusade is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each of the 12 days of crusade we will bring you a hidden gem of a comic Brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or a podcast celebrity guest or a Crusaders Club member. But all that's behind us. It's the intimate portion. It's the it's the very, the waning days of the 12 days of Crusademus. It's just the OG crew sitting here with our cocoa in hand, sitting around the fire, just relaxing, just relaxing. Mm. And we're going to do this all the way until we get to Christmas Day. I am your host for this 11th day of Crusademus, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. You may know me as the Christmas probe. And before I introduce my guests, I want to tell you guys something. This would be particularly interesting to Pat. I went outside today to hang decorations. What? Why? I, out, I, I just didn't? felt like, oh, you know, we're getting really close to Christmas, right? I think it's tomorrow. I thought I should pitch in, right? And as you guys know here at Longbox Studios, across the street from us is the Fire and Water Studios. And they were hanging stuff up, man. They were putting up some really nice stuff. In fact, I saw Rob Kelly was on the roof and he even had like the little hammer and, and the nails and the little tack nails, like, tack, 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 you know, and he was hanging up the, like it's the light spelled out Merry Christmas with the full blown tack. Yeah, Rob's pretty art. Uh, uh, Rob's pretty art- artsy like that. Yeah, he is. But here's the thing, you know, this is the holiday season. And we love those guys. And you know what? He says, Jared, you are a paranoid little weirdo. And he did that with the hammer tapped in Morse code, which I thought was interesting. That's really distinctive and mm. just really interesting that he would especially call you that. Yeah. It's like Morse he knows code. you. Yeah. Why were you out decorating? <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like the fact that, I, that I'm a paranoid little weirdo that I would assume he's tapping Morse code that you went right back to why was I decorating? You know, I, I, Mary, Jen's going to find out about that. You know, we all have our assigned task. And if you mess it up, you're going to I couldn't come it. off mute fast enough. <laughs> I didn't get the reference. There's no reference. Like, it's the joke is, like, he called me a paranoid little weirdo. But it's me because I assumed that that's what he was tapping in Morse code. Thereby, I am a paranoid weirdo because. Very specific, joke. yeah. It's, well, it's, a, a, lot, it's a lot deeper than what I usually bring <laughs> to the table here. <laughs> if, if, I, if I boot this, go yeah. back to saying Christmas jokes. <laughs> you no, know, it's back to puns. It's back to uh. So, you know, right, rattling around. Here are the three misfit toys that are joining me for today's unwrapping. We have with us... Jason, the Christmas weasel, Albrecht. Merry Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas, fellas. You know what time it is. It's getting close to that party time. Mary Jane, the floor is yours. Fellas, things need to come together. Things are not coming together. 
I got Jared out there doing decorations. I'm hearing about this now. Jared is not on decorations. Jared is on legal detail. Jared gets all the legal stuff set up. I need lawyers. I need lawyers getting this legal stuff so that that you know what you need to do, Jared. I'm on it. I'm on it. I got I confused. No I'm fountain. on it. I see no chocolate fountain. I've been asking for weeks for a chocolate fountain. I got Delvin somewhere in San Antonio doing God knows what and no chocolate fountain. You think I just snap my fingers and then Christmas party appears? Is that how it happens? Not Why does Delvin always get chocolate fountain duty? It just seems... Yeah, that's unfair. Because seems. it's stereotype. <laughs> okay, that, all right. Stereotype. <laughs> At least she's honest. Hey, come yes, on, man. Mary yeah. I, no you know, decorations up in this hallway. I had, Jared was out there. He was supposed to do the decorations. Jared doesn't do decorations. Jared illegal. I didn't know that. Jared legal. You know what's Delvin Chocolate that? Fountain. Yeah. Jason, give all me right. my time. And you do all the other stuff. All right, Mary. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. It's Christmas Eve, fellas. Come on. It's tomorrow's a big day. We got to get this together. We got to pull together. Long box on three. One, two, three. Long, Long box. box. Read them all. Uh, crap. I, I got confused. <laughs> all right. I feel it coming. You got, I see it. I see the fire in your eyes now. I like it. I like it. Let's have it. Pop, 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 hiss. It pop, pop, hiss. It comes together like Voltron every year, so we'll be fine. <laughs> That's what I keep telling her, but she's just, boy, you know how she gets this time of year. Mary Jane doesn't know that we already recorded the party episode, Pat, so. <laughs> oh, sure. We've been to the future. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that's always a thing. Also joining us is the Crimis Web, as it says on his screen. It is Delvin the Dark Web, the Crimis Web. William. Merry Christmas, Jerry. Merry Christmas. Right by the fire. I got my gun and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to podcast. What are we podcasting about today? Uh, I think uh, Bruce Lee comic. Oh. It's <laughs> just a happy coincidence then. I you know, I just I, I do jujitsu. That's so I just I just put my gi on. Right. Oh. Doesn't then everyone else sit around the fire with with gis on? Is it at the Christmas? Thing? Just you and your jujitsu friends, or as I like to call them, gi unit. Ah, jokes from two thousand and three. That 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 actually was funny. I was your bit just got overbitted. <laughs> I did. I was. I was definitely overbitten. That's 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 for sure. I had to make up. No one liked the tech hammer Morse code joke from before. <laughs> it's possible that when Rob Kelly hears it, he's going to be like, "That's probably right." <laughs> he doesn't listen to our network. Don't worry about it. No, that's true. You know what? Our fourth and final member, the founder, of the Long Box Crusade, Pat DJ Chris Kringle Christados. On this Christmas Eve, Pat, as we sit around the fire, mm-hmm. tootsies are nice and warm. Yeah. Oh, man. I love this time of year. I, I do too, Jared. You know, and like Delvin, he, uh, Delvin said he was going to put on, you know, something to keep him warm. So he, he brought his gi, but I thought he meant like to keep warm. So I went and got my gown that I wear, you know, your, your... Oh, like the vintage, like 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And, and you know, my, um, my robe, my robe is what I, you know, I got my robe, a smoking robe, because, you know, today's the 11th day of Christmas, and that's 11 pipers piping. So I brought 11 pipes for us all to smoke while oh, we're boy. sitting around the fire. So I got my smoking jacket on. Delvin's got his gi on. Pat. Yeah. 
while we were doing introductions, I saw you smoke nine of those pipes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry about it. There's only got to be, I just got to have four more for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I, I can re, I can repack them. Oh, it'll be fine, Delvin. Don't now worry those about pipes it. Pipes are for me. <laughs> but you know, you know how we like the pipes around here, and, and we we've gotten away from some Sherlock Holmes, so I figured I had some left from the stash, uh, mm. from from you know ones that people didn't want to give out. Mm-hmm. So I had some left, so I figured why not share it with you guys and just sit back and relax with those memories. And while we're relaxing about those memories, I wanted to tell another joke. Oh. Just to, to lighten the mood up and while we, we, you know, laugh and smoke and have some good time. So <laughs> he's been looking for one of these pipes all year. <laughs> it makes you laugh. <laughs> oh, anyway, what did the bagpiper say when he couldn't find his bagpipes? I don't know, man. Well, of course, he said, where did I kill them? Where did I kill them? Where did I kill them? Is this chat GPT again? Do, do, do I need to do that in Morse code? Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> What's more for I did not like that joke. <laughs> hmm. Is this what you got from the Pat GPT? Well, of course, they all are. <laughs> these these AIs cannot write jokes at all. No, they're not gonna take over. No, I'm not worried about it anymore. Well, enjoy I've seen the, the Terminator movies and none of the robots were particularly amusing. So, you know, there's that. Have they were all one. funnier than these jokes, though. <laughs> Ooh. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Okay, so what did the bagpipe say when he got... Never mind. <laughs> what <laughs> did the bagpipe <laughs> All right, so Geek Unit was the winner, and it was out of left field, so there we go. All right, well, let's get the show on the road. Joining us around the fireplace today is nobody. It's just us. I already told you that. The Crusader Originals. And you know what I got wrapped in this stocking? Well, I'm going to tell you. As you heard in the singing intro, today is 11 Bruce Lee's leasing, which means we're unwrapping... Bruce Lee, number three, from Malibu Comics, 1994. Brief history of this book. It's written by Mike Barron and art by Val Myrick. Mike met Val when they were working at Now Comics. Mike was writing Green Hornet comics and Myrick was drawing the Cato book. What I particularly like about this creative team is Val Myrick was already well-versed in martial arts. I want to say whatever discipline he was in, he had a black belt. I might have made that up, but he well-versed. And Mike Barron specifically took martial arts classes when he knew he got the book so he would understand the character better and his mindsets and those kind of things. So I really kind of admire the commitment to the craft that they put into this. They actually took classes and brought a lot of that into the book. And I think that that shows up. Let's talk about Malibu Comics. Uh, That's not a company that we talk about a lot, but it's funny because just about each, you know what I'm not going to say just about each and every one of you have read some wildly popular comics published by Malibu Comics. You just didn't probably know it. So let's talk about Malibu Comics. They started in 1986, and actually they went out of business in 1994. I don't know if Bruce Lee is the book that killed it, because it's a 94 book. We'll actually talk about how and why. That's pretty interesting, too. So what's interesting is, in the late 80s, early 90s, there's a guy named Scott Michael Rosenberg, who secretly is buying up medium kind of up-and-coming publishing companies. He bought Eternity, he bought Amazing Comics, Wonder Color Comics, Imperial Comics, and Malibu Comics. His plan was to sort of buy them all up, make them big, and then become this big competitor Marvel and DC. And we know that didn't really happen. Uh, Malibu's 
biggest selling title under their own label was X-Mutants. You might have seen that one around, EX-Mutants. That was sort of their biggest selling one. You'll probably see it in dollar bins or quarter bins or whatnot. But where did they really hit some home runs? Like I said, you've read some stuff published by Malibu because they were the publisher for Image Comics when they started. So if you're reading Spawn, Savage Dragon, Wildcats, all that, they were the printer for it. They were the ones actually doing the physical printing for Image Comics. They are also famous for being an early adopter of digital coloring, which is kind of funny because I remember, Pat, you and I were doing a G.I. Joe episode and Delvin Cox came on and he said, all those Image Comics always had a unique coloring that looked different from anybody else. Well, they Mm -hmm. basically ported it in from Malibu. Malibu was one of the early adopters of digital coloring, and people really liked that about their work. They are writing high in the early 90s, even though everything came to a close in 94, because they got the Mortal Kombat license. We all remember how crazy popular that was in 92, 93, 94. So they had the Mortal Kombat license, which was selling well in comic books, but their downfall was Malibu also tried to build their own video game branch, and it was costing them way more than it was making them. And really, the video game branch is what brought them down. What I think is kind of funny is as their video game branch is bringing them down, DC Comics comes in and says, we would like to buy out all your titles. And more importantly, they like the coloring process. And they're like, we want to buy all your titles and we want to adopt your coloring process. And Marvel said, nope, we're going to buy them. And so, okay, why? If DC had bought Malibu, DC would have then become bigger than Marvel. And Marvel was like, RoboCop, we can't have that. And (laughs) they literally bought them so DC couldn't have them. And that is the story of Malibu. I want your comics, your games, and your coloring process. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. Some of the main reasons that I love the Bruce Lee book are, big surprise, it's bonkers. Everybody knows I love bonkers stuff on this show. It is bonkers. It has martial arts all throughout. And then, by the way, the art on it, this Myra guy, I'm surprised I haven't heard of him in something else. He's really good at what he does. Martial arts action. Multiple plot lines. Bruce is running a school. Bruce is trying to get his Hollywood career going at the same time. There's gang problems. There's just so much going on all at once. The book never slows down. And being a historic uh, buff, if you will, of Bruce Lee, and I've seen all of his films, and I've seen the documentaries and all that, I think they really capture the essence of Bruce Lee, the man. Because in the comic, he's really torn between his Hollywood career and his martial arts studio. And that's how he was in real life. He wanted to be a star, but he also wanted to be a martial arts instructor at a school. You know, he wanted both, and it was so hard to be both. Book does a great job of capturing that. I have it hardbound, all six issues. It only went six issues, folks. All right, guys, let me pitch it to you. Have any of you read any of these Bruce Lee comics from Malibu? There's only six that you would have uh, been able to find. We'll start with Pat. I have never read one of these before, so first read for me. Excellent. Delvin. First read for me, Jared. And uh, just as an aside of your story, it looks like video killed the Malibu star. <laughs> oh, we, we got through the bad jokes at the front. We're killing it here in the middle. Video killed the Malibu star. I'm going to pass it to Jason. Jason, have you read this before? No, sir. I've never read this before. Yeah, first read for me. Well, you know what, guys? It's a lot of first raids going around because I actually just ordered all six issues off of eBay this past year. So it's really fresh to me, too. I'm not going to lie and be like, I was on this book back in 94. I didn't even know it existed back in 94. 
about a year ago, Mike Barron was on Twitter and he said, hey, I've got some signed copies of this if anybody wants to order them. And I was like, well, Mike Barron on Bruce Lee? This sounds really fun, right? And I messaged him. I was like, how much do you want? The answer was more than I was willing to spend. So I went over to eBay, found a good deal on them, ordered them, sent them over to our friend Tim Benson at Omaha Bound. And as you know, got them hard bound. <laughs> so we're actually all pretty new to this. Although I got excited about it when I was reading it this past year and said, I'm bringing this to Crusaders. All right. Quick summary of this particular issue. I picked three. They're all bonkers. They all just are nonstop. So I was like, let's just pick one from the middle. Like just <laughs> right in the middle and see what's going on. That's why I picked it. It starts with another high energy cover. By the way, all the covers on these are great. Kyle Myrick's amazing. The coloring that they use on it is, is really cool. Anyway, it's got a high energy cover. In this issue, Bruce breaks into the movie business playing a villain. And the phrase, surf Nazis must die, is actually used in this comic book, which I thought was hilarious. Bruce's assistant instructor, Stickman, stands up to a local street gang. Bruce is feeling the stress of being pulled between the school and his budding Hollywood career. And just as he's making friends with his lovely co-star, Caitlin, it looks like Bruce might have to square off with her ex, a stunt coordinator and martial arts instructor himself named Joe Dorgan. I didn't put this in the summary, but leading up to this, Bruce had a competition studio across the street from his studio that had another American martial artist who was also like selling drugs and performance enhancers and yeah, defeat. it's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. But anyway, that's where we are in issue three. What did you guys think of issue three? We will start with our gi clad member. Actually, it's I, I pass it to him. I traded him for his, his rope. But you know what? It, it's, <laughs> it's okay. I, I'll just go ahead and, and start. Bonkers is a good word for it. I wish I would have read it about twice or three times. I read it once and it was like, it was never like, what the heck? This is weird. And it, everything's just jumping from place to place. I wasn't that bad, but there was a lot of, of jumps from place to place. And if anything, if, if I want to take something away from that, it would be that this wasn't based off a true story, right? This was just my riffing or. Yeah. Kind of riffing on the lore. It's, you know, got it. Yeah. Cause some of it felt like the, the little bit I know of Bruce Lee, I know that, you know, he was in movies that he actually had someone confront him on the movie set and they kept it in on enter the dragon. And that fight was incredible. <laughs> like, Oh my God. So the man, if you think about it, he was an amazing man. So amazing men often have amazing circumstances that happened to make them amazing. And so it was interesting getting uh, to see a bit of that. And there were some def there were some pretty cool martial arts moments in there too. Like the buff dudes at the beginning, just thinking that because he was a small dude that he was just going to be wuss. He was like, okay, cool. Like here's, you know, the cigarette has a gun. And then he just jumps through the door and just completely blows them both out of the water figuratively, of course. And that was just one of many. Oh, and the earring trick that he did. That earring trick that he did was was phenomenal i like that a lot so a lot of cool spots a lot of crazy action so it would be interesting to see how in the heck mike brought this to a close after six issues because he definitely opened up a lot of different plot threads i will have to get back to you because i have read up through issue five i have to finish my book <laughs> but i'm really really uh enjoying it and i think all your comments are legit I have a question, but it might come up with other people's comments. So let me just find out what Jason has to say. I think in Hollywood lore, there are a couple people, a couple actors who are larger even than the characters that they play. You know, I think Sean Connery, 
you always get Sean Connery. You know, we kind of joke about it. This is my accent as a barber. You know, <laughs> that, but you know, there's their charisma that there's just something about them that makes them a story unto themselves. John Wayne and Bruce Lee, regrettably, his career was big, bright flash, and who knows what it could have been. But even in that short span of time, he was larger than life and a person on whom you could create video games, movies, comic books. And this is just another example of that. They're able to take this legend of Bruce Lee. And I, I haven't studied him as much as you have, Jared, but you know, there's this guy that just has so much charisma and so much talent. Anybody else that had that arrogance that he has that you see in this comic book, it doesn't work. But he is so confident because he's so good and he knows it. And there's something that's just good and noble in him that he gets away with that level of arrogance. It just brushes right up against the edge of it. And Mike Barron does a really good job of capturing that in this book. Of course, I know Mike Barron from The Badger, a great book. And I I had some familiar feelings with, with that book compared to this one when I saw the martial arts on display in the panels and hats off to Val Myrick, man. I'd never heard of him before, but he does a good job of, of capturing the motions, the martial arts motions, but he also does a really good job of automobiles, buildings, backgrounds. It is a complete package in here. Really good job. So from top to bottom, this is one of those comics, I think, that had the right writer and the right artist and definitely the right theme. And I'll stop it there. Can I real quick, Jared? It consider like they mentioned it in the book and, and and i've heard it before bruce lee invented jeet kundo he's like my system is not system consider that there's hundreds of year old martial arts that are out there between you know karate or judo or something like that and bruce lee is teaching a system that's no his that's literally his. So one more quick aside to this, and I'll tie in very quickly. The reason that he was able to get away with it, Jared, I mean, excuse me, Jason, is because he was just that dang good. You see it in the NFL or other big major sports leagues all the time. There will be some problematic person, not necessarily, let's say charismatic, that as soon as that talent level drops from an A-plus to like a B plus, it's like, nah, <laughs> we're not, we're not putting up with this anymore. And Bruce Lee, he was such a bright light that he never even had a chance to flicker. He was just a burning inferno the entire time. And because of that, he was able to do all the amazing things that he did. Yeah. I hate to get depressing on Christmas Eve, but it's just how unfair was it that this man hits his bright moment and then we lose him. And then the exact same thing happens to his son. Like, yeah. it, no, I was going to say, oh, just, yeah. yeah, just we were robbed. They the world was robbed. They mentioned about that dragon that was yes. chasing them. And so who knows? Like, maybe these men were uh, so doggone transcendent that there was literally some other battle that they were fighting that we didn't see. Who knows? Who knows? Just such talented, talented, talented gentlemen. 
All right, Pat, we bring it to you. I know you like the Surf Nazis Must Die reference. <laughs> I, did, I did laugh at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that one. I know that one. That was good. You know, in comparison to... Yeah, because of you, I've actually movie. seen that movie now. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a thing. It's, it's, a, it's up right up your alley. It's bonkers. It crazy. is bonkers and, 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 and insanely yeah. 80s and bonkers. Just crazy, yeah. And speaking about bonkers, I mean, Delvin mentioned it. it this is a bonkers kind of a read. When I read it, I'm like, what's going on here? Well, Delvin meant it, jumping around. What's happening? Delvin also asked, one of my questions was, how similar or how much of his real life was kind of brought into here? Or, you know, was this like a, a semi-documentary, semi-twist on some things as it goes with his career? Because you can see that, like you said, he's challenged between career and, and school. The other thing I did notice and I liked was, and it's probably just Bruce Lee himself, was his character. Yeah, he was arrogant or he was, you know, very confident in himself, but he was also very aware of who he was talking to, people surrounding him. You know, even at the end when the, the kind of bully boyfriend comes up, he's like, hey, you, you know, we're called on the set, so I don't think he's going to you know bother us right now you know he's playing it cool until someone then starts upping his level he's able to kind of go to that level and just kind of keep you know either try i'm going to bring you down if you're going to continue to go up you know you haven't reached my point of you want to get nuts i'm going to get nuts so i like that that cool side of it and then even how he treated his students when they asked you know, well, what are we going to do now? We don't got no place to go. And he's like, well, we'll figure it out. Well, don't worry about it. We'll get things kind of worked out and all that. So I, I like that kind of softer side of him as well, too, that's portrayed here. And so that's why I was kind of wondering, how much did they pull in from from his life uh, that they were trying to put all in? You know, make it a nice story, add some action beats to it, things like that to keep it interesting. Again, with the artwork, too man, this guy knew what he was doing. You know, he has a special skill and that special skill is artwork with karate or with fights and, and that. Those really looked really nice on there. I mean, it wasn't like a blurry, any blurry effects or anything like that. You got the feel of what was happening. Yeah. One thing, you know, just since you know, a couple of you guys have mentioned it, just I feel like the closest ties of Bruce Lee I already mentioned is his his being pulled between the movies and, and his studio. You know, that, that was very real Bruce Lee. Another thing he has very real Bruce Lee is going all out at an audition. When he got the part of Kato and Green Hornet, he went in there and did amazing things. Like he kicked out a, a light bulb in the ceiling, you know, and he's only five foot, whatever. He jumped so high and kicked it out. And they were like, man, you're going to be Kato, but you got to tone it down because the show is called the Green Hornet. Which, by the way, over in Hong Kong, it was called the Cato Show. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, he had that real flamboyant, real, like, I'm going to show you what I can do attitude. So those are sort of the real touch points, Pat. And, and a couple of you guys brought that up. The question I wanted to toss you guys, and I didn't realize it until I read it the second time in preparation for the show. But I just realized that it's set in the 90s. It's like set in 1994 because I was like, wait, the fashions... Mm -hmm. the clothes and so when he comes in to meet his new movie star that's kind of hiring him to be the villain and he's doing the splits on that chair i think we all knew that this was john cloud Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> you know if you look at it i maybe with a dash of schwarzenegger in there but that that's i definitely felt that but 
yeah. I just want to give one more tip of the cap to Val Myrick and the double page spread of Bruce Lee coming in and kicking the cigarette out of the guy's mouth. That is super cool. All right. I've glowed up this book. I've tried to sell you on as best I could. It's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusade Miss Candy Cane scale on a scale of one to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested, one being no interest at all. How many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues? Well, there's only six. <laughs> so good news, guys. The commitment's low if you like it. We'll start with Jason. All right. Humor. I'm giving it a two. The stink bomb had me laughing. And him showing up those two bodyguards had me laughing, too. So I thought those were cool. Heart. Full three. It's Bruce Lee. So it's law. You have to give it three. Spectacle. Three. Lots of action in this book. And I'm not going to lie. I was reading through it and I was that back and forth with the, with the bully at the end, I turned the page hoping that, Oh, we're going to see what's happening. And I was like, Oh, it's too, he continued. I had that little kid feeling like I used to have watching like Batman. <laughs> like, Oh, Oh, they left me hanging. I got to wait till tomorrow. And uh, so I'm going to give that a three art three for all the reasons we talked about. Just a perfect marriage between a writer and an artist here for this book. You don't see that so often, and it's fun when you do. So that brings me to an 11, and it's Christmas. It's time for miracles. So, Jared, I'm going to give you a 12. Woo! That bar Boy. is being set high. I love it. I love it. You know, and hearing me get swept up, and hearing Jason get swept up about it, too, really, I think, is indicative of the book, too. Because remember, Mortal Kombat's the biggest thing ever. And they're like, all right, let's put a martial arts <laughs> book on the stand, right? Malibu! Knew what they were doing all the way up till they sold out to DC. I mean, Marvel, so that DC couldn't have. Anyways, let's find out how many candy canes our resident martial artist is going to give it. And that is Delvin. I'm at a 10 because Bruce Lee deserves no less, <laughs> period. Consider this, right? Like, I was having a quick conversation with my father in law and just tell him I had the pot. And he's like, what, what's the comic? He was like, Bruce Lee. He's like, Bruce Lee had a comic book? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess he did. Consider that this man led such an insanely high energy, incredible life that one could make him into a comic book character. And it's perfectly feasible. The man was simply phenomenal. If one day I turned out to be a flicker of the martial artist that that man was, then I'm pretty satisfied with what I've done uh, with anything martial arts. I appreciated the homage to uh, such an incredible man, and I did enjoy reading it. Awesome, man. I'm glad to hear it. All you got to do, Dylan, is be like water. Man, water's the softest stuff on earth, but it can penetrate rock. Put water in a cup, it becomes a cup. Anyway, I... <laughs> <laughs> becomes a cup. <laughs> yeah, I have the expression. I've, I've, <laughs> I've studied far too much of this. Let's go to the DJ himself. DJ Cristados, put yourself in 1994. Well, you can definitely tell in this one, yeah, what, mm -hmm. where it was and what it's from. And had seen the ads that were just in this issue as well, too. Where it's all about the build up to Mortal Kombat oh, 2 yeah. coming out. Oh, and I'd forgotten mm -hmm. they had the Deep Space Nine license and those were some good comics i have some of those oh yeah because they seem to be a lot of licensee yes kind of stuff that yeah. they were doing you remember uh, earlier cool. when i i'm sorry Peg, i, I want to ask you specifically you remember earlier when i was telling you about how that dude was buying up all those companies yeah. mm -hmm. one of them was eternity did that ring a bell for you yeah that's robotech they had the robotech license i thought you yeah. like, <laughs> like that yep. 
Oh yeah. Oh, I know. I know my stuff. But... Oh, okay. Just, just. <laughs> and that was kind of cool. It was kind of like a, a slice of history there, looking through that and seeing the you know, ads for the time. And like Jason, I was like, oh, we're gonna get to another fight real quick. And then I turned the page and like add, add, add. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Hey, spoiler I, alert. After the second Bruce ad, Lee I was, was like, oh, no. no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, you could have put it to be continued or something, you know, or just oh, or like a, one more splash page of just them getting ready to put the Dukes up or something like that. Like a Dragon then, Ball like, Z. Ah, yeah. ah. <laughs> Looks like this boy's in a heap of trouble. But I, I, I was so jazzed up for that after going through this. Like, okay, I'm, I'm in on this one. So I'm with Delvin. Two cool guys out of ten. I, I can dig it if I see more of them out there. I, you know, I may I may pick them up and finish it because you said it's only six, so it's not a bad yeah, pickup. Only six. I think you're gonna find them in dollar bins. I want to say I got all six for like twenty bucks or twenty five bucks on eBay. Yeah. You know, no brainer to send it to Tim. I wouldn't have. It would be cool to have this and the Jackie Chan comic book together. Oh, a Jackie Chan comic. <laughs> oh yeah, that was based off it. of the cartoon, I think. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jackie Chan Adventure cartoon. Oh, just another fun fact to toss in, by the way. Bruce Lee had appeared in like three comics before this, but they're all one shots. This is like the only series that he actually got. Like they're like okay. homage one shots and stuff. But uh, yeah, this is the only series. Anyway, I need to stop talking about it, even though I love it. I hope that came through. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful Christmas out there. My final recommendation for it is if I haven't been glowing and being excited enough. It's high energy art. It is fast paced, multiple storylines with a solid Bruce Lee core to it. And again, it's a low commitment of six issues. They're affordable until this podcast release. You know how much clout we have out there. Prices are just going to go up once Crusademus goes. So you guys mm-hmm. better get on that. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up day 11 of the 12 days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you. If you're familiar with any of the comics we cover on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try, we'd love to know what you think about it. So if you, dabble in some Malibu Bruce Lee. I want to know what you think. You can do that in lots of different places. Uh, we got the old Twitter X, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's all at Longbox Crusade. You email contact at longboxcrusade.com or of course, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to play it on one of our shows. That number is 707-532-5269. 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. Jingle, jingle. And if you're loving this whole Crusade thing, didn't get a chance to listen last year, you just want more Crusade Miss, you scroll back in our feed, you're going to find Crusade Miss Past. We started this way back in 2017. So just go look for those Decembers. You know what? Tip of the day. An easy way to do that is go to www.longboxcrusade.com because the blog page breaks them out by year and month anyway. So you can mm-hmm. skip to each December of each year and you're going to find them all right there. It's a handy, easy way to listen to them all. 2017, 2018, put your two cents in on the social medias or especially when you leave those voicemails, we get a kick out of it. Thanks for being a part of it. I hope you have the wonderful holiday season. And you know what? If you got the holiday blues, we'll always be here. Give us a listen. We'll make you laugh. 
and reach out to us on social media. We'll always chat with you. We're nice guys, except for one of one of us isn't. We'll let you figure out which one. Is. Two of us are two cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks again. I hope you guys have a great Christmas, and we'll see you tomorrow for Christmas Day. Until then, DJ Cristados Kringle play a Christmas jam for me. Wickedy, 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 whack. songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics.